Hello and welcome everybody to the Stafford Boxing Report. You all already know who I am, but for those who don't, I'm Sheila. And I'm Stafford. Stafford, Stafford Boxing. Boxing. The making of champions. Hey, we have a special, special guest. ATL's Oh. Nah, baby, Granite City. Well, it's still Atlanta. Man, it's Granite City, man. Well, that boy shout out Lathonia, to Latonia. Well, it's still Atlanta, full east side. And we have... Rodriguez Hot Rod. Yes. Yes, sir, man, for real. So if you could, ladies and gentlemen, please give him a standing uh, applause. This is one of the ATL finest man, and he is a solid dude. I am so happy for him to be on the Stafford Boxing Report. Ladies and gentlemen, Hot Rod. I'm over here doing the ATL stomp. Hey, what's up, man? Hey, what's going on, my boy? How you feeling, my brother? Hey, man, listen, bro. It just... Hey, man, look, bro. Look, I was trying to be all professional and all that, man, but... Man, I'm excited for you to be on this podcast show, man, because me and you got history, man, and about, I think it was maybe about, what, 15 years ago, 12, 15, well, let me see. Me and about, 14, about 14 years ago. Yeah, about 14 years ago, boy, oh, wow. bro, we first met at Newburgh Missionary Baptist Church inside of the uh, sauna, and you used yeah. to come in there. And used to be having all on your, you know, your gear and all that other type stuff. And I said, hey, man, I say, bro, what you do, bro? I say, bro, you play ball or something like that? You're like, nah, man, I box. I'm like, oh, you box. So, man, we began to have uh, an extensive conversation. We began to encourage one another. I told you what I was doing. You told me what you was doing, et cetera, man. And here, here we go today, bro, full circle, bro. I'm interviewing you, bro. You get what yeah. I'm saying? I'm, bro, I'm interviewing you <laughs> on the pot on our podcast, bro. It's, it's crazy. They bro. Hey, they didn't believe you, Steph. Hey, hey, God did. Hey, yeah, God they didn't believe, did. bro. Yes, but God did, man. Yes, for real, bro. Yes, hey, sir. man, listen, man. I want you to, uh, you know, tell everybody your name. Let everybody know where you're from, and tell everybody what you got going on, bro. Uh, I'm Rodriguez Hot Rod Livesy. Uh, I'm a professional boxer, uh, 12 and 1, uh, with nine knockouts. Um, I got, I'm the USBF Intercontinental World's Weight Champion. I'll be, I'll be defending my uh, title this Saturday, October 1st, at the uh, Cosmopolitan on Glenwood. So, uh, pretty much, man, I'm just whooping butt and taking names. Hey, man, listen, bro. You have a very interesting interesting story bro yeah. um i remember when we were talking years ago bro and you was talking about how there was a point in your life bro you was sleeping on your partner's flow man and you had nowhere to go bro and tell us about how that grind started you on the path to become a professional boxer uh man um uh, it was one of those things where i you know i was married you know i was just coming home from a short time in jail. I was living at my wife's parents' house. You know, stuff wasn't working out there, and I ain't had nowhere to go. I was at my buddy's house in his trap, sleeping on the floor in his trap. 
And um, I had started back smoking cigarettes and everything. Um, I was just into full fledged into the streets, you know. And then as the church and say, when you go to the church and then you go back to the world, you go back to the world seven times harder than you did before. So um, I went to the streets harder than ever, man. But I was still always one foot in boxing, one foot in the streets. Um, and about maybe four or five years ago, I lost my best friend, um, Julian Wine. Uh, that's why on the back of all my outfits it say Jumo. Um, he's one of the best boxers I had ever seen. Um, I have a relationship with Adrian Broner, and two days we were supposed to sign him to Adrian Broner two days after he got killed. He got killed two days before we were supposed to get him signed to Adrian Broner. He used to call me every day. Uh, he used to try to get me to get up, go running with him to take the boxing series. I never took it serious, but when I lost him, uh, it was just like some image just clicked, and ever since then, I am now USBL Intercontinental Westweight Title uh, Champion. So you know, it's just um, you know, I I lost my friends to senseless violence in the streets, man. A dude shot my boy in the, in the face for two hundred dollars for uh, two hundred dollars of marijuana. Uh, shot my guy in the face, and it was just something that just it just that just stuck with me. I just couldn't get rid of that and it was just something in me just clicked and I just decided to take it serious man you know just hearing this man is it just it's remarkable and I say remarkable for the simple fact that your level of focus and discipline that you had to demonstrate in the midst of adversity bro and knowing the type of environment that I know you come from and yeah. To be in a position to defend your belt this coming Saturday and just quickly tell people about how Lafonia shaped you. Uh, a lot of people that's from the city or Decatur, things like that, they would say, oh, Lafonia Lane. Da, da, da. But when I got a Lafonia, one thing about Lafonia, you got here, you was going to have to fight. You're going to have to fight. Damn. And, you know, you got head busters everywhere you go. You know what I mean? And it just, like, Tony just taught me one of those things is be on go at all times. Be ready at all times. Take everything serious, you know? So, um, I don't play with nothing. I take everything serious. I'm grateful for everything. Um, I don't look at what happened yesterday. I don't look forward to what's going on tomorrow. I just look for this very right now ain't nothing more important than this very moment baby you want to say something yeah i would well first of all i just want to say before i ask you this question thank you so much for joining us this really means a lot to us we've been through a lot with other guests so for you to keep your word it's really appreciated and i'm so I glad to have you, you have you representing lithonia which i still atl but anyway um, can you get into and tell us the discipline and the hard work and the sacrifices that you have to make to do what it is that you do? Man, discipline, hard work, dedication. Um, well, let's, well, where you want me to start? I don't, I have to cut out all fried foods. No breads, barely carbs, uh, no sex. I have an in-house girlfriend, no sex. Uh, 
uh, no extracurricular activities. I I live when I'm in camp. It's almost I live my life as if I'm as if I'm fasting. Um, I don't eat what I want. I take away everything I like to do. I don't engage in foolish conversations, pointless conversations. Um, it's just me mentally getting myself prepared because a lot of people think boxing is just about physical and just how hard you can punch somebody and this, that, and the third, and that's not what it's about. It's about the mental. Boxing is 90% mental, 10% physical. So if you're not there mentally, if you're not mentally prepared to fight, then what are you going in the ring for? Because, I mean, you're going there and gas out, then you can't even hold your hands up to defend yourself. You know what I mean? So it's one of those things where I have to, take away everything I like to do um, and just focus on going to war, preparing myself mentally to go to war because this guy is training just like I am. He's doing the same thing I'm doing to get to prepare himself for this fight. So even if he's physically prepared, if he's more physically prepared than I am, I'll be more mentally prepared than he will. So eventually in the fight, he'll break down. You know what, Hot Rod, man, I ain't going to lie, bro. Like, man. Bro, I'm trying to hold back my tears, man, because, bro, like, yeah, we trying to be professional right now, but, bro, we just having real talk, bro. Like, we just talking like we in the neighborhood, bro. And, man, tell these folks how I came and tracked you down at the barbershop. I said, hey, man, look, bro, we're going to have to have you on, and, and I ain't taking no for an answer, bro, square business. And I said, bro, like, you represent Atlanta. You know, Atlanta it's, really doesn't it's crazy have because when I when you walked in the shop, I like like my boy Steph. You walked in, as soon as you walked in, you looked down and you looked up. As soon as you looked up, I like, yeah, that's my boy. And it's not even if anybody that know you, it's your energy, man. Your energy is crazy. Like, bro, you got the best energy ever. Like I go off of energy and vibes, and it was just like, bro, look, bro, me and my wife got this podcast. I'm trying to get you on the podcast. I'm like, trying? What you mean, trying, bro? You got to just tell me the name, I mean, the day and the time. I'm there. He's like, I want to do it next week. I said, i tell you what. We're going to do it the week of the fight. It'll be better. Like, we have more people's attention. And we, we're going to do it like that. You know, he's like, bro, yeah, man, give me your word. I'm like, stop it. My word is everything I got, bro. If I tell you I'm there, I'm there. So when I called you at 120, I was calling you to say, bro, I don't see no address <laughs> for the podcast. And I looked. I was like, oh, it's a link. So, you know, it was just, I was surprised. You, I, I was, by me telling you, yeah, I do the interview, I was more surprised that you even popped up to even, if you could have called me and asked me that, I was like, yeah. But it was just a thing that you pulled up. Like, you took time out your day, you pulled up on me. I'm like, I got to do it. I got to do yeah. it. I got to do it for my boy. Man, respectfully, right? Now, everybody... Now, everybody may see all these tattoos on you and all that other type stuff, man. But, bro, when I first met you, bro, I saw the spirit of God in you, bro. And that's what really connected us together, bro, was the spirit. Yeah, we thug by nature, but we humble by God's grace. And it was the spirit. The spirit told me, hey, man, go and... Tell Hot Rod to get on the show and whoop the whoop, 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 whoop. I said, you know, Spirit of God was like, hey, man, you need to support him. Let him be your first fighter that you have on your show. You are the first fighter that we ever had on the show. Am I lying, baby? Facts. You the first one, bro. Straight I'm up, great. bro. 
I'm grateful. I'm For real, bro. So like, like to have you knowing you, I know you, bro. It ain't like somebody referred me to you. Right. No, I know you, bro. I seen the grind, bro. Right. And we reconnected over at Mustafa's, bro. You feel no. what I'm saying? I walked right. in. I was like, man, boy, this boy is doing what he said he was going to do. This was like years ago, bro. I yeah. seen him, you know, doing all this and, and all this other type stuff. And, man, and let me tell you, bro, that what I really like about you, too, man, I love about you, bro, is your mannerism, bro. You always say, yes, sir. No, sir. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am, bro. When you were speaking and referring to my wife, you were saying, yes, ma'am. You know, it wasn't no, it, it was a level of respect, but it was a testament of your upbringing, bro. And that's something that these fighters, these young fighters need to see, bro. They need to see that side. They always want the bling and, the, and all this other type stuff, bro. But it's your character and your mannerism, bro, that made me really just connect with you, bro. So if there's anything that I can do, bro, I want to show you that I support you, bro. Normally, bro, we charging, but we not this on this on the house. This is love right here, bro. And my wife, she putting all the work in. She sending yeah. it out. I'm sending it out. I said, baby, let me look at it. No, you got to change that because we want to make him look this and I'm tagging this and tagging. Man, I'm, bro, I'm hustling like we in the streets, bro. And yeah. I'm doing that, bro, because I, I got love for you, bro, and I respect you, bro. And I am I can't wait to see you go to Las Vegas, bro, because you're on your way. You fit to put the fitting tools on Buddy Saturday. Go have yeah, the whole city come out and support you. And the thing that I love about you, bro, is that, bro, you are generating a buzz in the ATL, bro. You feel mm -hmm. what I'm saying? And that's important, man. Can you please elaborate on that, bro? Uh, you know, at, uh, humility. I'm humble at all times. Um, but only about to sell more tickets than me. Uh, only person sold more tickets than me was Javante Davis. And you know, at the end of the day, like I come from all my life, everything been hard for me. Everything. Yeah, there's nothing in life that was never given to me. Everything I ever had, I worked hard for, I bust my butt for. So, Facts. to be big as I am right now, it's not because of boxing, you know? Boxing ain't the first time people heard my name. It's just that from what I came from and the stuff that I was doing to see what I'm doing now on a positive note is like, it gave people in the hood motivation like, hey, well, I can do that. I can be some. I can go do this. I can go do that. I can go. You know what I mean? It, and I mean, even somebody that is dreading going to work a nine to five can see can see me come from what I was doing in the streets to being on the news for something positive, not for a murder or nothing like that. It can give somebody motivation that's that has a job that dread going working on a nine to five, but they got this mega idea that they've been sitting on in the back of their mind for five years, but. Our number one problem as black people is we scared to jump out on faith. We scared of the unknown. We scared to do something that we don't know. But once we see somebody else or two people make a million off of it, we going for it. You see what I'm saying? But you can have a million dollar idea and you won't never know. You won't never know if you can fail or if you can succeed because you won't try. You see what I'm saying? So my story, my testament is... Um, I'm I'm grateful that my story and my testament could be a motivation for other people that was in the situation that I was in. You know, I'm grateful that I can be a help or a savior or whatever to somebody else that, you know what I mean, I can help. That's like, uh, 
is this this real fat guy that used to that was on American Idol, but uh, his name is Willie Spence. And um, but I knew him before he was on American Idol. Before he went to Steve Harvey, I remember his clip went viral of him singing the Rihanna song "Diamonds." I met this kid. It was this kid that he posted on his page. This kid had a rare kidney disease. The mama had five kids, including this kid. Uh, the kid. The kid at the time I met the kid, the kid was two years old. The kid had over 20 surgeries. I reached out to this kid's mother and invited them to my fight. And invited invited them to my fight for her to bring this kid. Because you never know that, you know, they didn't give him long to live. Mm. So, you know, I just wanted I invited this kid to the fight. So when she brought this kid to the fight, mind you, two days. Before the fight, he had another surgery. Brought his kid to the fight, a kid named Finky. Uh, they didn't give Finky. Finky was only supposed to live till he was three years old, two years old. Now Finky's about to be four years old. Mm. So my testimony and what I was thinking and everything that I felt like I was going through and I felt like I was struggling with, I thought I was going through something, but this kid at the time was only two or three years old, got a rare kidney disease, and he needs all this assistance, and he don't complain about nothing. He run around smiling, happy, and this, and that, and third. But it was me meeting this kid, and every now every fight I had bring this kid to the fight. I bring him in the ring after the fight, he get the gloves that I fight in. Mm. But this kid is my motivation. Mm. You see what I'm saying? A lot of people look at it as, oh, that's good. He doing this for their kid. He doing this. He doing that. And I'm going to tell you what's so happened. You know, you remember Freeway used to be signed to state property? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Okay. Freeway is a really good friend of my manager. You know, Freeway had the kidney disease. Yes. You know, kidney. He Freeway had a surgery where he had a kidney donated. So we couldn't get this kid. This kid was so far down his list. But, you know, we got this kid on the dealing with freezer, going through freeway and post boxing and with my manager. We got this kid on the list for a kidney for a uh, new kid. Hey man, listen, bro. Now I'm I'm feel the circle back. Everybody may see these tattoos, but can you mm -hmm. tell people that you used to be a youth pastor now? Come on with it now. <laughs> Come on yeah. with it. Now you had to come with it, brother. Day. Yeah. Um, come on yeah, with I, it. I, I, I was in the youth ministry, man. I did. I did the youth ministry. I used to do um the gospel rap. I was playing softball for the church. I worked in the audio room at the church. Hey man, I brought New Birthday first football championship. Hey so, man, straight up. Straight God up. God is good. God is good. Hey man, listen, bro. Like on another note, bro, like. I know you were close to trouble, man. So, like, when he passed, man, how did that affect you, bro? School, man. That's it's you know it's so crazy, and you know it's so many people just falling off and just dying, and and it's crazy because it'll scare you. About five years ago. The church that I was going to, that I told you I was doing the youth ministry. Um, this church called the Way the Truth and the Life Christian Center. 
and this pastor, uh, Apostle Ulysses Tuff, used to preach about second. He's preached about this three weeks in a row, same sermon, three, four weeks in a row. He just preached this same sermon because he said nobody was getting it. Second Timothy uh, chapter three, verse one speaks about us living in our last days. People being more love of, the, of material things than love of the God. People disobeying their parents, treating other people wrong, not loving, um, being more lovers of material things. Uh, just all the stuff that's going on right now. So I just look at that, man. And I just, you know, every day I just think about and we go back to living in the moment. You know what I'm saying? Living for right now because tomorrow is not promised and you just have to live for this very moment so i just take everything one day at a time one minute at a time and that's all i can do man you know i was watching some of your old clippings and uh actually i was watching the youtube that you got mm -hmm. about a day in your life a day in and, life uh, uh, hot. yeah and man I'm going to tell you, man, who I think real player, man. I want to meet him, man. And that's uh, Big Bang. Oh, yeah, that's my boy. He going to be at the fight, sir. Hey, man, listen, man. Like, home straight Atlanta all the way down, man. And, oh, yeah, like, absolutely. see, me, the type of people that I like and kick it with and vibe with, the normal people may not like them, but exactly. people looking at the exterior of that mm -hmm. person, that's a good dude right there, man. Oh, he's he got solid. a lot of knowledge, bro. I tell you what's crazy about Bank, like, it don't matter. Whenever I call him, he gonna answer or he gonna call back. And whenever I tell him I ask him for anything, he gonna do it. No question asked. Not gonna try and charge, none of that. He just, he's solid. That's what I'm saying, bro. Like, he said, and he put it on the record. I'm vouching for him. I'm riding for him. He can be doing anything else, bro. But he knocking folks out in the boxing ring, bro. I'm supporting him, man, straight up. Ain't no ifs and buts. I said, man, see, and that's the thing, bro, that I see in you and I see in him, bro, that loyalty, bro. You feel what I'm saying? It's just, like, cut from a different type of cloth, man. Everybody who say they real, not real today, bro. No, no, you feel no, what I'm no. saying? And and that's why, bro, I had to listen to the Holy Spirit, bro. And he told me, man, go get him, put him on the show, make him the first one. And the question that I have, man, how does it feel to be, like, the boxer that's representing Atlanta, bro? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, you represent Atlanta. Atlanta, Atlanta riding with you, bro. Atlanta, 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 Atlanta. We riding, bro. So... Man, how does it feel to have the city behind you, bro? Oh, it feels good, man. It feels good. It feels good. It, it's 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 an absolute pleasure because it's like, you know, the club that I, the 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 venue that I'm fighting in is like this place holds three, four thousand people, and it's a lot of rappers that can't even put that many people in there. And you know, how many people you know can get a bunch of players? Whether they beefing or not, a bunch of players to put whatever they got going on aside to come and pay a hundred dollars to see somebody fight. They don't want to pay a hundred dollars to go see somebody rap. So you know, for me, it's 
I'm grateful, man. You know, I'm just grateful. I'm, I'm appreciative. I'm humble. And I, I just thank God for everything. Hey, man, listen, bro. I, I also want you to share about how good of a father that you are, bro. You know what I mean? Like, bro, mm. I see how you're raising your sons. And I also want you to share about how you adopted one of your relatives as well. Um. Well, I, I I feel as if I'm an amazing father. Um, and I didn't really adopt. I didn't adopt my nephew. Um, it was one of those situations where he, my brother was on the road with doing his music with the Maybach thing. Um, his mother was in Washington, Virginia, and you know, I like I say, I used to play football growing up. So we made one of those things where to get my nephew with me, where I can put him in the best situations where we can get him to school and get him a free education where he can go on to the league. And um, I think I did an excellent job with him as well. He graduated with 3.7, got a full ride. He's a stud in school. So I think I'm doing pretty good. And now, you know, I got I have all three of my boys. So I think I do pretty good. Hey, man, stop it, bro. Let me go and give you your flowers, player. We gonna give him to him, baby. Let's give him his flower, man. Oh, that man. Was, I hey, bro, listen, bro. When I tell you, man, I appreciate the sacrifice, the hard work, bro. I appreciate the 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 manhood. Like you not, you know what I'm saying? You raising solid ones. We ain't talking about, you know what I'm saying? Like, you know, today it seemed like we raising more cats, but you raising dogs over there. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. And speaking of dogs, bro. Oh, Can yeah. you tell people how you into the dog breeding of the micro bully, bro? And tell them oh, how yeah. you did your homework and study that you just wasn't going to go get this dog and that dog and, and just make now nah, you was you no, know, you had to put your work in and understand about the breed so that you can get a good product. Um, the thing with me with dogs was how I got into that was it was me leaving the streets, and it was the question I had to ask myself, what can I do? Because, all right, when people leave the streets, it don't be the money that break them. It be the lifestyle. It's going from, because you got to think, what's worse, having it all and losing it all or never having it all? If you never had it all, you can't miss what you ain't never had. But having right. it all, losing it all is a hard thing. Big so, going the, so going from the streets to being legit, I had to think about and realize, what can I do? What can I do for myself to make money legit where I can still maintain my same lifestyle? I got up. I went back to the shop. I was into the breeding dogs. I did research on all the dogs I wanted. And then one of my buddies had a little. The first dog I bought, I, it was supposed to be a micro bully. <laughs> Came out dogs almost bigger than me. My second dog I bought was a micro bully. And when I, I first lit I had, I had eight puppies. I kept three sold the rest the first puppy i sold i sent to the uk for twenty eight thousand. i had four mm. more puppies to sell i sold the rest of them puppies between three and seven thousand and since then i never looked back uh i just had 13 dogs and um i just did a cut down and now i'm down to five but mm. yeah everything i got over here is almost ten thousand dollars a bill mm. Yeah, man, and tell these folk, man, how you got the flick of the wrist, you know what I'm saying, with the clippers, man, how you can sit the folks in the chair, fade them up, man, send them on their way, man. Okay. Let these folk know, bro, that you well 
I mean, bro, you got many talents. The boxing. Yeah, I mean, you know, no, uh, barbering was my second trade. I've been doing, I've been cutting hair 20 years. I've been, I graduated from barber school 21 years ago. Um, and I've been around it forever because my mama do hair. Um, but I'm definitely, barbering is my thing. I'm, I feel like I'm in the top three best barbers in Atlanta. Facts, bro. Facts. Hey, man, can you share uh, with the people how they can, you know, make an appointment to get your services as a professional barber? Yo, man, tell these folk, uh, man. They, you can uh, reach, you can go to my barber page on Instagram and click the link in the bio at Hot Crazy with the Hands. It's Hot Crazy, K-R-A-Z-Y with the Hands. Hey. <laughs> book you click the link in my bio and book your appointment today, not tomorrow, but today. <laughs> and he is high demand, so you better get him while you can get him, man. Because it, it be hard to got dog and be scheduling appointment to get to get in that chair. But baby, I've been talking all the time. No, that that's actually fine because I knew that was going to happen anyway. No, so but I be look, want you to look. Look, sometimes you just have to flow. And I know when it's time for me to be quiet, and I know when it's time for me to say something. You all have more of a a bond than him and I do, so it's 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 really coming off good. But I do want you to tell everybody about your training, because my husband and I we work out. Okay. So having that discipline to want to go to the gym or even to get up when you really don't feel like getting up. And the reason why I want you to tell us about how long you train for, maybe just a few things you do. I know you just ran, so you could tell everybody how many miles that you oh, run yeah. or, or just run per day, because it's the training part that gets the people. Yeah, yeah. Hey, bro. I, 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 I run a lot. Hey, bro, I'm looking at my phone right now from the text. I'm going to walk into that. I'm gonna, yeah, walk yeah, in yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, this morning, I, every, usually five days a week, I run between three and five miles or three and seven miles. But today I was going to run seven miles. But when I got to seven miles, I wanted to run 10. And when I got to 10, I started feeling like Forrest Gump. I wanted to keep going. So um, I ran 12 miles then, like an hour and 58 minutes, like nine minutes and 36 seconds of pace or something like that. Uh, uh, nine minutes and 36 seconds a, a mile. Um, and it's just, you know, I started at, I got up at four o'clock this morning. I started running at 4.30 this morning. Oh, 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 oh. That's key. Oh, 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 oh. That's key. Say that again so these folks who want to be boxers understand the discipline Say, little buddy, what time you got up this morning again and start getting that pro work? Four o'clock this morning. I started running at four thirty this morning. Four thirty, man. So yeah. if you ain't serious about getting up at four thirty, being disciplined, boy, say he ain't have no sex. He can't eat certain food. He drinking plenty of water. You see what I'm saying? Even the conversation, he not even having that <coughs> that cap conversation, yeah. bro. We not doing that, bro. And yeah. so, man. This is this is why this boy is representing Atlanta, bro. And we're gonna ride this boy all the way to Las Vegas. So when he get in the boxing ring, he's gonna win another championship. Yeah, WBC or uh, WBA, 
I, I, he, we want. Hey, look, we coming for all the belts, man. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? We coming from all the belts. You know yes, what I mean? And, and, and one more thing, bro. Can you tell people a little bit about post boxing, bro? Because not everybody has a management company on the level like Pulse. Like, when I look at that, man, it's another brother doing his thing, bro. It's premium, bro. Go on, elaborate, man. Tell the folk, man. Shout out to Pulse Boxing, man. Victor Green. It, it, it's nothing like Pulse Boxing, man. You know, um, I'm fighting three or four times a year, and he's throwing as many shows. You like, And we independent. He's throwing as many shows as PBC and top rank. So it's just like, Get down or lay down. <laughs> Basically, you know, um uh I love Big. He's very strategic. Uh he know what he's doing. Um and it's just he he's a real sharp guy, man. And it is, you know, everything with everybody everything being strategic and everything being well planned and strategized. Uh I don't think we can lose. I think it's just one of those things where everybody just it's like the New England Patriots. Everybody just do their job. Just do your job. Don't worry about the man next to you. Just do your job. And it's going to work. Everything going to work itself out. Man, and, you know, the, the thing that I like about Pulse Boxing, bro, is that it's another brother, bro. And for another brother to be making big moves in the boxing industry, bro, and from what I'm getting from you, it's like everybody know their position. Everybody can't be the head. If you play your position, we're going to work as a team, and we're going to get to the level, and everybody eating, bro. And that's so important to me, man. I'm such a big fan when I see black people working together, making money together, and living together in harmony, bro, because mm -hmm. every time I turn on the internet, bro, like, me and my wife, bro, we was up at uh, we was off of Wesley Chapel, man. We ducking for our lives, bro. They they going ham at the quick trip, bro. We went there to go get something to drink. We pop, pop, pop. You know what I'm saying, bro? We ducking and all that other type stuff, man. And so what? And then the week, the next week, the next week, somebody two people two got shot, yeah, two at, people the got shot trip, at the quick trip at the quick trip actually crashed into the dumpster. So man, like it, it just crazy, bro. So like, yeah. so like, but. You know what goes on. I mean, well, you know what type of environment that is. But the point that I'm making is that, bro, when I hear a black man talk about, man, I'm connected to another black man and we getting some money together. To me, bro, that does something to me because I see the Asians do it. I see the Hispanics do it. I see the white folks do it. I even see the, the, the Africans do it. But for some reason, bro, us African-Americans, man, we just have a difficult time operating in that realm. So, man, salute to uh, Pulse Boxing, bro. Salute to everybody that's connected with that, bro. And I want the community to, to you know, come out and support any event that Pulse Boxing is doing, bro. Because not only is he uh, giving people an opportunity, but he's also putting on some good fights. It ain't no, yeah. what you call them, tomato cans? Yeah, ain't no tomato cans or nothing like that, no, man. Sir. Yeah, you see what I'm saying? So he's he's giving you premium uh, a product that the community can say, man, when I went to an event that was hosted by Pulse Boxing, I was able to see two quality fighters putting on a show because boxing is entertainment. When people come and pay that money, they're paying to see Excuse me, they are paying to be entertained. 
And Absolutely. so, man, you know, I like the way you fight. And I wanted to ask you, man, where do you get your inspiration from other fighters to develop your style? Uh, like I say, my buddy Julian, I got a lot of him in me. I got a lot of uh, my boy Dre, but I I just take what I like from certain fighters and which one, bro? Just put my own twist to it. I like Floyd Mayweather, my favorite fighter, Canelo. Um, I still like Adrian Brown. I like Javante. Man, I, I like love, man, I love Adrian Brown. Man, I'm yeah. riding with Adrian Brown. Win yeah. or lose, bro. I'm right. riding with Adrian. Straight so I up. Just take, I just you take all those boxes and you got me with my own twist to it. I take hey. something from all of them that I can that I like and just put it all in one bowl and stir it up and cook it. <laughs> some gumbo. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, some 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 uh, what you call it? Some uh, Granite City gumbo. Just, just you know what I'm saying? Just, just yeah, whip. that one, not that one. Okay, okay. <laughs> Say, man. Um, what I wanted to ask you, man. Can you tell the people how when you told everyone that you was going to start boxing, and how much? Uh, rejection that you got because you was going to go this route because they saw you in the streets they saw you doing you know the rapping and stuff and they saw well, people, you people when I started boxing when I first started boxing people never doubted me then it was I see a lot of people don't know they look at me now and see what I'm doing now but my first six amateur fights I lost when I was seeing you at the gym I was losing and they used to talk junk. Oh man, you got in the box and you older, you can you need to cut it out. You need to let it go. Let they ain't believe in you, bro. No. But God did. God did. For real. Yeah, and Stafford did. <laughs> Big facts. Big facts, yeah. man. And you know what? And and that's crazy, man, because be careful of the people that you entertain, but because later down the road in life, bro, you might meet up with that person. You might cross that bridge. And because you violated or, or disrespected that person or stepped on that person's dreams, man, now, you know what I'm saying? So it's a saying that I that I went to a conference. They said, be careful of the toes that you step on today. Because the toes that you step on today might be the ass you kiss tomorrow, bro. And I always took that to heart, bro. And I always think about you never know who you entertaining. You may be entertaining an angel, bro. And I believe in my heart, bro, that you are an angel, bro. You are a refreshing, a breath air, bro. It's always good to see you, bro. It's always good to talk to you, bro. I'm just so happy that me and Sheila are in a position to be able to support you, bro. And so this going to be on YouTube. It's going to be on everywhere. It's going to be Google, Apple. All social media platforms and plus some, yeah. And the Stafford Boxing Blog. See what I'm saying, yeah. bro? Like, yeah. See what I'm saying, bro? So, yeah, so, like, this is something that you can rewind when you get a little bit older and you want to reflect. You can always, man. I remember that boy Stafford and his wife, man. They helped me with my media. Matter of fact, this is the campaign to start for your media for your fight on Saturday. Oh, absolutely. So baby, so we, that, you know, I started. I started at um channel forty six early, early. This morning. Yeah. Okay. So after, look, right after, after the run, I went there. Then I mean, after the run, I went to do the interview there. Then I went to LA Fitness and 
got in the sauna and did some other stuff there and then came home and got ready for my end of my two o'clock interview. Hey man, look at here, man. Wait a minute, bro. Say, bro, look, man, I am so proud of you, bro. And uh Appreciate it. man, we wish you all the best, man. We know that I, God I is with you. I want to say something though. I want you to talk to the youth. Oh yeah. yeah I want yeah. you to talk to the youth that's doing things that we're all familiar with things that they should not be doing, some encouraging words. Uh, just do the right thing, man. Treat people right. Do unto your brothers and your sisters as you want for yourself. Get out here and be your own boss. And being your own boss ain't getting out here breaking in no cars, selling no dope, toting no guns. And that being, a own, being your own boss is if you creating your own revenue, then you being a boss. That's a boss. If you creating your own source of income, that's a boss. You don't have to be out here doing this, that, and the third. Find out what you like and figure out what it is that you can do and do it. Plan, plot, strategize, and make it happen. A lot of times we have these great ideas and no one acts on their ideas. Because here we go again, us as black people, scared to jump out on faith. Hey, man, look at here. The reason why we talking is, is because of faith. Hey, one thing you know about Stafford, man, he got some amazing faith, boy, for oh, real, bro. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely. Baby, you got anything else you want to say to him? Hey, bro, you see how we represent that Georgia State? Hey, that's another thing you can say about us, bro. We're going we to always represent that Georgia State, bro. No, Believe for sure. It, bro. For sure. No, I think we actually got everything. You got everything, baby. Sure, man. Cause listen, yeah. man, I I don't want to be like listen. Hey, so, bro. See, this is this is the thing that sometimes he can't give. Just because I'm a woman doesn't mean that I always have to talk. Just because I'm a woman doesn't mean that I always have to lead. I know my place. I know my role. I roll with the Holy Spirit. Sometimes my husband may talk more. Sometimes I may talk more. It's no competition. No competition and no disrespect. Right. I knew this was how it was going to go anyway. Because me and him already had a relationship. We already got that before, so we'll have a little more to talk about. Right. And it makes it more interesting, too. Hey, man, listen, bro. Man, I'm so grateful to have my wife, bro. You know that, bro. You yeah. know, I don't, I don't even rock. Every time you see me, who you see me with, bro, I nice. be with my yeah. wife. And that's yeah. by yourself. Or by myself. And, bro, yeah. like, I'm very fortunate, bro, to, to, to have a woman who just allows me to lead, bro. Like, this is her The man show. is the head over the household. Yeah. Your husband is the head over the household. But everybody ain't thinking like that. So that's why that doesn't that, mean that's why that I say he I'm tells blessed. me what to do when he has a whip. We're supposed to submit to each other. So that's just how we that's just how we roll. It might not be for everybody, but I'm totally fine with it. Cause see, this is this is my wife uh podcast show. You know, she's the voice for women who have aspiration or who is boxing. And being a businesswoman in the boxing industry, she is that voice. So okay. I'm the co-host. She is the host. <laughs> right? Okay. And I ain't got no problem with that, bro. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And like it's it's very humbling. And I'm so appreciative, Sheila, of how you just like, hey man, look, 
Y'all go ahead and go ahead and chop it up, man. You know what I'm saying? I can sit here and look pretty. Because you, you damn sure look that, for real. <laughs> for real. <laughs> yeah. Hey, look at here, man. Am, oh, okay. Hey, look at here. Oh, oh, look. Hey, look, y'all. <laughs> look. You see my boy in the back. You see how I focus? See them eyes, man? Yeah, man. See, yeah. See how? Say, man, look at here, man. Hey, bro, them Falcons get on my nerve, bro. I ain't going to lie, bro. They get on my nerve, bro. I'm talking about, bro, they break, man, they break a player heart. But didn't they win, though? I think they, they won. won yeah, they, play. they won. Yeah, but that, but still, though. Just in case there's a young lady that she is a true Falcon fan, her name is Melanie. So I'm not going to say anything about the Man, Falcons. listen, bro. Thank you for your support, Melanie. Hey, hey, listen, man. Listen, hey, man, look, bro. Them dirty birds, I still ain't recover from that foolishness oh down in H-Town, right? And then they lost to the uh, the, the them, them, them Saints on the first game. Only thing we had to do was just hike the ball. Uh, what the boy name is? Mariuta, whatever his name is. He fumbled the ball, bro. You feel what I'm saying, bro? It just it just too much going on with that, bro. So, yeah. I mean, hey, you know what, bro? I'm your fan. We your fan, bro. We know what we're going to get with you. Them Falcons, we don't know. I don't know what we're going to get with them, boy. Every Sunday, we don't know. But with you, yeah, bro, we're going to get it, man. So, yeah, right. man, we want to say thank you so much for blessing us with your time, man. And, uh, hey, you know what, bro? Uh, we can you remember when we saw you at Mustafa's, right? And you were training right. and you was promoting your uh the fight, right? So right. I bought a ticket. I bought two tickets, man. But that's when that COVID thing was uh, you know, strong, bro. Right. And man, when we came up there, man, it was, it was just a lot going on. It was too much going on, bro. <laughs> so what we did, man, we just blessed somebody, bro. We said, hey man, we got two free tickets, man. Y'all wanna go? We just gave them, bro. We just, you know what I'm saying? And I just watched you on the tube, bro. You know what I mean? I just I ain't, I ain't, boy, I ain't, I, boy, look at here. <laughs> I appreciate it. I appreciate it. You know, I bring them out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Hey, man, so is the fight sold out, man? Can people buy tickets or it's over? Yeah, you can get tickets. You, um, you can click the link in my bio or you can, I, I got tickets on hand. See, mm -hmm. see, that's from getting up at 430 in the morning and doing road work. Okay, so. So all you boys and all you girls talking about you want to be a boxer, remember, you you gotta. It's cool to get on that treadmill, but it ain't nothing like that got the road work, bro. It's, it's a different level. Yeah, when I get off the phone with y'all, I'm going to take me a nap. I gotta go back to the gym tonight. See what I'm saying? Well, look, man, we yeah. don't want to take too much more of your time, bro. We want to say thank, thank you, you so much, man. Oh, no problem. Hey man, I love you, bro, man. Congratulations in advance, bro, for winning your fight. And uh, bro, I'm gonna pull up on you, bro. We gonna got dog. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Just because we yeah. got love for one another, yeah, man. Yeah, maybe we go grab some lunch or something. I better eat then. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, bro, look here, man. You know, <laughs> hey, bro, I like to eat good too. Now that's what I'm saying. So. You know what I'm saying? Only you can eat now, but after the fight, I better eat with you. So say no more. Say no more. Say no more. Well, man, thank you so much, man. We appreciate you, man. Love you, bro. God bless Love you, man. You, and I'm gonna pull up on you, you boy. All right. Bye. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Miss Sheila. You're welcome. All right. That was great.
I think everybody that's watching this is going to really learn something and appreciate it, especially from what he's been through and what he's come out of. Powerful, great testimony into what he's doing now. For real, man. And so like we appreciate that. You know, I kind of forgot the little professionalism and that's got to okay. talking like I was in the neighborhood. That's, that's what makes it. That's what's going to make it more. I'm sorry, exciting. y'all. You know what I mean. That's what I, makes I it can... more exciting. Yeah, but... I'm more of the. Hello, how are you doing? You're more of the. Man, I'm just me, bruh. You know what I'm saying? Like, I can sit at the board table. I can get into the pool pit. And I can go to the neighborhood and just kick it and just be myself. Like, even though it be chaos in the hood, you know, I'm, I'm kind of comfortable there because I just, I don't know. This, that just what I know. I'm not very comfortable with people who know me because of the person that I've become. You don't know me. You know, you know me as Stafford, but you don't know me as Fraquan. And so those are people that, uh, you know, I don't know. They just give me a different type of energy that sometimes I be needing. And when people see the person that I am that knew me back in the day and they tell me that they proud of me, you know, it just it, it warms my heart. It really does. And when they tell me how much I inspire them, you know, it, it, it warms my heart, man, because like, you know, it's it's tough to receive uh, support from the black community, man. You know, particularly when you're doing something different. You know, it's easy to get their support when you talking about, you know, rapping, singing, you know, playing sports, you know, opening up a chicken shop or something like that or whatever, you know what I'm saying? But when you talk about outside of the box, like what we're doing, mm -hmm. You know, a lot of time, oftentimes, you just don't get that type of support, you know. We normally get the support from people that don't look like us. And I know I've said that before, but it's just the truth. And I'm so grateful, you know what I mean? Because I remember listening to uh, Al Sharpton, and someone asked Al Sharpton, how come he doesn't have his business, his headquarters in the Black community? He said that if you can have your business in the white community and the white community support it, mm -hmm. then that's when the black people support it. Mm -hmm. So we are very fortunate to have Talk and Fight to um, host our podcast show each and every week. We are grateful for Graham and Eric. They do a phenomenal job with this platform and they are continually to evolve and add new dimensions to the talking fight so that it can be elite and be the best. And we are very appreciative that we can just be part of the ride. And we hope that each and every week that we provide um, a product that you will be proud to represent on your platform because we don't we do not take this opportunity for granted. It's very humbling and it just gives Sheila and I another opportunity to do something together. And we enjoy doing things together. So I love being with my wife. I love making money with my wife. It's no other feeling 
like making money with your wife and, and making a difference in, in the community with someone who you love. So I'm very grateful for that. And just to piggyback off of what you said, it seems like it's challenging when you're being positive mm. and you're doing something positive and you're being positive and you're really being a role model for the youth and for others. It seems like they say the ratchetness, it gets more views and people like it and people mimic what they see if it's ratchet. But when you're being classy and respectable and you have manners and you act appropriately. Now I'm not saying I don't have fun. I mean, I'm not like this all the time. I can be funny. It's just, I have my days. So it just is what it is. Yeah, but, you know, so when you was talking about that, it, it reminded me of what I was um, studying in my Bible. And it was talking about if you stand on principles, if you stand on what is right, in the long run, you will have what you wanted to have in the beginning. If you compromise, you'll lose everything. So respectfully, for those who may be in entertainment, right? You have a season when you hot. And then after that, it's on to the next. But if you stand on something with principles, it can last for generations to generations. And the impact will be longer than you would if you're doing something to entertain. There's a difference between entertaining and making a change. And that's what we're doing. And so eventually, it's like the snowball effect. We start off real small, but eventually, as we continue to build and grow and, and, and do things the right way, we, we, we will become real big. And that's the way I see us. That's the vision that I have. And I, I wanted to say this because it just dropped in my spirit. I used to stutter real bad. I used to have a major stuttering problem. And for those kids or adults who having problems with speaking, I'm that dude that couldn't, I used to be, duh, 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 duh. but what helped me to overcome that is reading, reading books. And I know that we have the iPad and iPhone and tablets and computers and laptops, but it's nothing like grabbing a book and, and turning the page in that book and just reading each page. And, it, and it's something about when you put your bookmark and you close that book and, and you can just, you know, have that book and just look at the book. It, it just, it brings on a new dimension. So for those who have problems with speaking, um, I strongly encourage you to read books, 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 just read, just read. And one day you will stand before people and speak with a level of confidence because one of the most high paying jobs that you can get is public speaking. And one of the things about me, I love to speak in front of people. When I get suited and booted, when I get to put on my suit, bow tie, or Windsor night or whatever, you heard Hot Rod, he said, man, if you ever get to know Stafford, man, his energy, he talking about my spirit. My spirit is full of positivity. My spirit is full of the word of God. My spirit is 
full of God's authority, his anointing. And that's why my wife, she submits to me and I submit to her. We submit to each other because of the spirit of God. It's not, I've never once said to my wife, hey, you got to submit to me. Have I ever said that, baby? Mm -mm. I, ain't, I, never, I was no. already built like that. <laughs> I, I mean, and and my wife, she she allows me to lead. She don't allow me to, you know, she's not trying to change me to this person or that person. She just allowed me to, to, to lead. And she never said anything to break my spirit or discourage me or anything. And so over a course of period of time, I just become stronger and I evolved and came into my own. And so the confidence that I have comes from having a great wife to speak life into me and to understand the calling that's on my life. And I appreciate you, Sheila, for that. You know, I'm grateful for that. You get what I'm saying? And I just want to, you know, just, you know, just tell everyone how proud I am of Sheila. And I'm always behind her. I'm her number one cheerleader. I'm her number one supporter. I'm always covering her. I'm always praying for her. I just believe in her. And that's something that I think that uh, couples need to start saying to each other is that I believe in you. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And lastly, we had talked about the phones being at the, you know, the table when we eat. And I was telling you how me and Sheila, we don't bring the phones to the the table when we eat and the reason for that is because i want to look into her eyes you feel what i'm saying i want to look into her eyes you know i i you know i i want to i want to understand how she's feeling i i, I want to um feel her spirit and you can't get to know someone's spirit if you constantly on that phone is a distraction. The phone is a great invention. It's a smartphone. It's a great invention. But there's a time and a place for it. And I just think that we have to balance it. Um, it was coming to a point where every time I got up, the first thing I did was grab the phone. And Holy Spirit say, bro, you need, you need to tone that down, bro. You know, first thing you need to do is say thank you for, for me giving you an opportunity to live today. So I had to change that up. So the first thing I do now, I just, Lord, I, you know, and then I go to the restroom, take care of my business or whatever. And then I get in my, my, my biblical studies. I start reading and then I go get that phone and it might be a business call. That business call, you're going to have to wait. It might be a very important call, but I realized that nothing comes before God. Nothing. Facts. Facts. So we're going to go a little backwards, but we're not going to really get too much into the fights, but we are going to talk about it. But I want to talk, since we were talking about entertainment, the little baby has gotten or has received the Quincy Jones Humanitarian Award. Congratulations, bro. And he also had a back to school fest at the uh, West End for 3000 a wow. little bit more. For kids and he has been speaking up on racism and equality so that's Boy, something evolving. big for and that's another baby. player from the a and also okay so the fight now i watched Keyshawn and omar's fight and i have to tell you i was more into that fight than i was with stevenson and robson's fight no disrespect but apparently Keyshawn had been out. He had to cancel his fight. 
before because he was having some stomach problems. Mm. But he did show out. He did, both of them, they did great. I actually enjoyed that fight. It was more, that fight was more entertaining than with the Stevenson fight, like I said, once again. And Floyd no, Mayweather no still got them 52s. He knocked out yes. Buddy in, uh, what, what the second yeah. round? Mm-hmm. And he was just smiling, he too. He was just, you know, Floyd, you are. He has that. Now, he really has that um, don't get hit. Yeah. <laughs> he has that packed down. Don't get hit. That's one of the rules. Don't get hit and don't use unnecessary energy. Yes. Yeah. So Floyd, but we already knew with Floyd that yeah, he Floyd. could probably just keep on going and going and going. And I believe he he'll know when it's quick, time. That was a quick when twenty milk dogs. When it's time and the and and whom he was fighting, he was hesitant. You could tell he was a little scared at one point when Floyd had backed him into that corner because he was like, I'm not sure. He was like he was real hesitant. So he didn't, you can see he really didn't have that confidence. So once a fighter sees that you don't have that confidence, which you, you need to have that confidence, then it's going to be a wrap. Then I watched the Amanda and Sarah fight. And of course, Amanda, she dominated. The only thing with Amanda was she wasn't cutting the ring. She was more so following Sarah, but to... Let everybody know, which everybody probably already knows, Sarah really has not been fighting. She had gotten her title, won her title, what, in 2020? So with Amanda training and then fighting Katie Taylor, Amanda's been more active than she was with Sarah. And I know in the second round, they clashed heads. So both of them ended up bleeding. And Sarah, she tried her best, but at, it seemed at one point in time, Sarah was just target practice. So congratulations, Amanda. And then with the Stevenson and the Robson fight, it was a good fight. I just really wasn't into it like I thought that I would have been into it. Shakur Stevenson, he he can fight. Yeah, I mean, he, he can. Solid. No, no, I, I no disrespect. Yeah. No disrespect just, at all. I, I know I guess, he flipped the guy like two or three times from the hip because he was getting so aggravated because Robson just kept on grabbing yeah, him and grabbing him. And I'm like, please just stop it. Because he was getting tired, number one. And then I believe, to me, in my opinion, it was coming off as he was doing it on purpose, especially once he realized that Stevenson was getting frustrated. And it's like he just kept on doing it and even pushed him up on up on the ropes. But he reminds me a little bit with Floyd. Yeah. yeah. Of the, the don't yeah. get hit. Yeah, he's he cool. did have, But you know what? Robson had some... Like some powerful punches, but it seemed like when he was hitting him, mm-hmm. it didn't do anything. There was no effect. Like you could actually hear it, mm. but it was like it it wasn't doing anything. It caught it caught Stevenson one time, but it didn't. Nice. It really didn't do too much. And then he was using. He was just swinging. So he'll swing. He'll miss. He'll swing. He'll miss. 
So that was a unanimous. So it was a unanimous decision for Amanda and a unanimous decision for Shakur Stevenson. Yes, and a knockout by Floyd. Yeah, and I believe the TKO with uh, Keyshawn because that was a hard one right there. Mm. So just all wrapped up in a nutshell. Baby. Since everybody's already been talking about it, we don't need to keep on talking about it. No. Man, you did good, man. I'm, I'm proud of you because you done the research and you was able to give people, um, you know, the just end. a quick, just a quick wrap up. Yeah, about, instead of going yeah. from round to round to round to round, just everything balled. And I'm up. letting you know, my wife, she watches the fight. She takes notes. She yeah, analyzes. She, you know, she's always talking about how the angles of the punches are going. The guy, he's his conditioning is not right. There's no head movement, um, you know, the counter punching, you know, it, it's very interesting to hear a woman talk about boxing in the way that she uh, talks about it. So uh, she continues to be a student and that's something that really turns me on. That, <laughs> you know, you, you, you know, you are being a student, you studying, but um, I wanted to go ahead and end this mm -hmm. and I wanted to end it with the gold nugget. Go for it. The gold nugget today is consistency. Mm. You know, it's like I see a lot of kids and a lot of young teenagers, they start off with a lot of energy, but then later on, they just kind of just fade out. And in order to get your breakthrough in whatever you're doing, you have to be consistent. It's just like when a person go to high school, he has he or she has to be consistent from pre-K to graduation. You got to be consistent. You know, you got kindergarten, first grade, second grade, third grade, fourth grade, fifth grade, sixth grade, seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth, eleventh, and twelfth. There are steps in order to get to that level of graduation. You have to be consistent in your attendance in school. You have to be consistent in studying. You have to be consistent in paying attention to what the teacher is saying. And I would appreciate if you kids would stop coming to school to be a distraction. I get tired of seeing you disrespect the bus driver. I get tired of seeing you disrespect the teacher. Now there's a shortage of teachers mm. because now the pay is not equal to what they go through. So they like, I'd rather venture off into a different industry than to be a teacher. We need teachers, but the students have to be more respectful. Respect the, the, uh, the, the, uh, the school. Don't go into the restroom and tear up the restroom and, t and break the mirrors and all that other type stuff. If, if you want to do that, just stay home, you know, because I watch kids in other parts of the world. Mm. They they cross rivers. They walk miles to go get an education. It's hard for you to even go to the bus stop and the bus pull up right in front of your house or your apartment complex. Then you get on the bus you, you know, <clears throat> the bus driver trying to get you to school safely, mm -hmm. but you make, you know, you being a, a, a distraction to the bus driver. You know what I'm saying? And now the bus driver is being distracted because y'all don't know how to behave. You're fighting each other. You're talking about each other. Then you got parents coming up to the school bus and to the school. And it's just it's just a mess. And 
I just feel like the, the, the black community, the African-American community, we don't take education as serious as we need to. We, we, we more focus and have a lot invested in sports and, and, and entertainment. We've always been known for that, but we need to focus on education, man. That's the key. And that's what you need to be consistent. Be consistent with your education. Because one thing about it, if you become a world champion in boxing, you have to be consistent about being on top of your money. Can't get comfortable. You, you can't get comfortable. What's and up, scrapbook boxing? What's up, scrapbook? So, you know, we, you know, just be consistent, man. Consistency is the key to breakthrough. Okay. And man, I I I would like to see something more than just us coming up with different type of dances and different type of music, et cetera, et cetera. We have had some amazing ancestors who paved the way for us to be able to walk through the front door, right? So let's try to change that. And I know that this may not be the most popular thing to say, but it's the most needed thing to say. And I want to say it. I'm standing on business and I mean what I say. I'm not deviated from it. And education is important. Trust me. You know, and we stand on business. That's why you see Georgia State, GSU.edu mean Georgia State University. And that's what we stand on. That's our foundation. I am GSU. And that is no cappuccino. Facts. I approve this message. <laughs> All right, everybody. Shout out to Scrapbook Boxing. Thank you for being here. Thank you, everyone that has tuned in. Thank you for everybody who will be tuning in. Yes, we did receive yeah, we it. And it. we're going to, um, oh, there goes Eddie. Thank you, Eddie. Uh, episode, your guest was a real one. You two are amazing. Eddie, I, Eddie we appreciate that. Man, Thank you, you so much. We're going to contact you scrapbook box yeah we're we gonna have you. you on here we're gonna yes. have you yeah 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 my husband's gonna do that listen <laughs> we're gonna put you on the show our word is our bond yes once we listen we, we we got you you know what i'm saying we got a couple more people then we're gonna put you in oh let me just do a shout out i want to shout out to all the dads yes oh eddie eddie's a great dad hi eddie real. you're okay well of course eddie is a great dad i'm talking about oh what, i do have you. one thing that i want to say and then we're going to get ready what's up to go. carlos that moose you then we're going to get ready to go because this is really this has been on my spirit okay so to the families uh to the mothers and the dads whether if you're married or if you're not together as we say, baby mama, baby daddy, which I really don't like to use, but it is what it is. This is what I want to say to all the mommies. You all are very much appreciated. We know what it is that mothers go through. But let me just drop this in your spirit. If your kids are safe with the dads and there's no danger, Please stop and don't say anything negative about the dad. Mm -hmm. Don't bring anything up that you and the dad has gone through because that has nothing to do with them. That's a choice that us as women that we make and we go through things which may not be what we should be going through. 
but that's that's mental abuse that's child abuse let the let the dads see their kids okay if they're not paying child support i apologize if they're not paying anything i apologize i don't know maybe they don't want to or maybe they can't still let them see their dad because what you're doing is you're using your kids as a pawn well you can't see your child unless you put money in my hand. Look, I get it. I've been there. I've, I've, I've been through all of that. So let's stop it. To the dads, okay, you may not want to be in your child's life, but be in your child's life. Just don't do that. You mean you may not want to be in the mother's life? Yeah, in the mother's life. But sometimes the, the dads, some dads don't want to be in the child's life, but you got to change that mindset. Don't, don't, don't put how you feel on the child because children don't ask to be here. And they're going to grow up too. And they're going to have something against you. So moms, just just, just stop it. And, and if you really have an understanding of whatever your situation is in, do whatever it is that you have to do. I know it's more responsibility. I get it. But let's just stop it because that's where we're starting to have a lot of the issues is, is the parents' you know, saying unnecessary things and, and, chi and children are not mentally ready. They're, they're not really understanding. Okay. That's very true. Eddie. Sheila scrapbook boxing. I approve that message. Thank you. Eddie said respect and that hits closer to home than, you know, that's probably why I had to say it. <laughs> well, everybody, thank you. We'll see you next time on Monday. I believe we may have another special guest. I'm just not going to spoil it right now. We're done? We're done. You did a great job, Miss Sheila. Thank you. Stafford Boxing. The making of champions. You know what it is.